Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways art and life imitate each other. I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we are your hosts. <laughs> With the most. With the on this zany adventure. Yes. How are you How doing today, darling? How your adventure? I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's morning. We're both like, who's talking? What's happening? Who's talking? You had quite a weekend. Yeah, it's been crazy busy (laughs) and a little scary. It was not a good weekend for your pets. No, no, not at all. Our dog got (laughs) sick. Thankfully, he's doing much better. But the hamster did not make the weekend. Oh, you were worried about the dog and the the hamster paid the ultimate price. Yep. I am. I'm actually really shocked how long the hamster lasts. We got it in COVID. It's three years old now. Okay. What was its name? (laughs) Buttercup. Buttercup. Well, RIP Buttercup. And Emma's handling it well. She's doing okay with it. Yeah. That's good. Well, at least at least Lex is doing okay and feeling better. That was pretty scary. Yeah, he is doing a lot better now. And he's old, and that's where it kind of gets really worrisome. Yeah, when they get up there in the years, you know, if, if you got a puppy and all of a sudden they got a little belly issue, you're like, okay, well, yeah. ate something they shouldn't have. They should be all right. But when it's an older dog, yeah. that's, your mind goes to the, the worst possible situation. Yes, absolutely. And he is only two weeks from his ninth birthday. So it's like, ugh, no. Yeah. But he's doing better. So that's great. That's good news. Yeah. So how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend? uh, We went to a farmer's market. A fun. uh, I love farmer's markets. Oh, it's the one that they do in Longwood is just amazing. It's so good. Like there's people that they bring out all their fresh produce And they'll, like, slice up the pineapple and the watermelon, the mango, and just let people, like, try it before Mm, you buy. And let me tell you, you try a piece of fresh mango, you're going home with fresh mango because (laughs) it's so good. So we walked around there, and then there's a place that um, they make their own hummus. And they have a basil garlic hummus that I came home with two jars of it because it's so good. Yum. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's good. I love hummus so much. Oh, it's so good. Fresh basil and garlic. Oh, I was just going to get two things because your uncle likes the spicier one. So I was like, I'm going to get my basil garlic. I'm going to get his spicy one and we're good. And he's like, but if you get another one, it's only like $3 more. And I'm like, damn it. You're really good at your job. So, of course, I went home with another one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. But that was I... about it. Was, that was my foot. I did not fart. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, planted my basil plant. And when I planted it, I was thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mowed on my basil plant last year and killed it. Yeah. I have learned the trick, though. You don't pluck off the leaves you snip it at the stems like the individual stems and then it will regrow as opposed to just plucking off a leaf or two at a time so yeah yeah Yeah. get your other one going soon uh yeah we actually jay brought me home two basil plants 
and um, a dill plant that the dill plant came out of the package looking rough. Like <laughs> he pulled okay. it out and all the leaves immediately fell to the side. Um, <laughs> so it does not look great. And he brought me some cilantro and mint. Yeah, and I planted them all in this like um, it's like a, a small trough planter, kind of like like the kind yeah. you would put like on a window ledge, but uh, it doesn't have like hooks to hang it. And I put it outside in one spot, and there was too much sun, and all of the leaves like drooped down, and were yeah. they didn't like it. So I moved it to another spot, and it did a little bit better there. But mid afternoon in the Florida heat, again the leaves started sagging. So right now it's in my kitchen until I can figure <laughs> out where it yeah. wants to be. Cilantro does not like heat at all. They will start and they will bolt so quickly. Yeah, it didn't like it. Yeah. So it's it's in my kitchen and you know I might once a day take it outside, let it get a little sun and then bring it back <laughs> in. <laughs> hey, that works though. Whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. Chasing my straw. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "What? Why are you trying to lick the screen?" <laughs> I was chasing my straw. It's a two cup of coffee kind of morning. Yeah, I haven't even had coffee or tea yet. Oh, girl, how are you here? How are know. you here? I, I've i been up since 7 this morning, then instantly packed up the camper because it started raining and we we're like, we did not want to put away in the rain. That's why we like, we're like, it's going to rain at 1. So we're going to leave this morning instead of Monday because it's supposed to rain tomorrow and it started raining early and we're like, fuck. <laughs> this is exactly what we didn't want to do. Yeah. But you at least had fun on the campsite? We did. It was so many mosquitoes, oh. but we were able to keep them away with the thermosel. But for the most part, we had a lot of fun. We had busy days because the kids were still in school until Friday. And then yesterday we had plans. So it was busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. No. Keeps you out but, of trouble. Yeah. But it's officially summer. Yay! Yep. And little man wants to go back to school. Yeah, he's not doing good. (laughs) He's not (laughs) doing good with it at all. (laughs) He started crying Friday night when it finally sunk in. Like, because we were talking about how long he has for a summer break. And I was like, 11 weeks. And he's like, "Uh, I don't get to go back Monday. And I was like, no. He's like, but I need to go back. <laughs> and I was like, no, buddy, you don't go back. And then he just started crying. He's like, I love my teacher. I miss her. I don't want to be away from her. I don't want to go to first grade. I want to see Miss Hagedon and I want to be with her forever. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Stage yeah. five clinger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he really liked school. I was like, I guess. we can go to summer school. And he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get crazy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, Ellie finished her um, pre-test stuff for driver's training. And now Yay. she's waiting to get, uh, she's got three two-hour private lessons with someone who actually does the testing to, like, prep her for her okay. driving exam. And then Miss Thing can actually go get her license. So, Wee, 
I'm hoping by the time we come up for Once Upon a Book that she will be able to do some shifts driving because that would be that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's all that's going on here. Not much. Driver's license is pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. I know it's nerve wracking for us, but. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm in the backseat. She drove to the farmer's market yesterday and she did great. There was no problems at all. But there's something about your child being behind the steering wheel. Yeah, I'm like in the back seat staring at my phone just so I'm not paying attention. I like let Jay handle it because yeah. he's so much better at it than I am. <laughs> he did really good. He helped me a lot where my mom would like freak out and like jump and grab things. And I'm like, stop doing that. That makes me nervous. I know. And I do the same thing. Bad. I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's He's much better at it. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine what you did when I started driving. (laughs) I went to my happy place in my mind. (laughs) I don't think you drove with me for a while, though. Nope, nope. I'm like, oh, I've got something going on. (laughs) I can't go. (laughs) Now you trust me enough to fall asleep in the car. (laughs) I do. And do that weird, like, head jerk thing that I did in the car the last time. (laughs) Head jerked myself awake. Yeah. Like, oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So enough small talk. Yeah, we're let's do a podcast or something. We are talking about none other than Tina Turner. R.I.P. to the Queen. I am so excited yes. about this. Yes. I did not know that her name was not Tina Turner. Really? Yeah. Her name was Anna May Bullock. Yes. Because Ike was that we'll get into that later, I'm sure, but he actually yes. was trying to take her name. Yes. Oh, he's mm, oh, something man. else, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 But she is queen and I think this idea came about right around the time we learned that she passed, didn't wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. So I went and watched the movie What's Love Got to Do With It? Which is and kind of base that off so of this good. and a little bit of her um, bio. Okay. Her All right. Let's get into biography. it. Biography. Yeah. Okay. So the movie. I'm going to talk about the movie and then put like the real stuff in there in between. So what's got, what's got, <laughs> <laughs> what's got love to do with it? <laughs> yeah. What's love got to do with it starts with Anna May, soon to be known as Tina Turner singing in church she is sent home because she feels that music and does not conform to what they want her to do (laughs) like she is singing and clapping and like just going off and like adding riffs in where (laughs) the teacher is like no stop what you're doing (laughs) and like walks her out of the church like no no you're done here (laughs) that's that's too much do less Yeah, she's obviously loved singing for a long time. So when she is almost home, she sees her mother leaving and taking her oldest sister with her. She is distraught over her mother leaving and is consoled by her grandmother, Georgina. Six years later, a teenage Anne relocates to St. Louis, where she is reunited with her mother and her sister. Um, While in St. Louis, Elaine, her sister, takes Anna to the nightclub at East St. Louis, 
where she sees band leader Ike Turner perform his band performing with his band Kings of Rhythm. After nights of seeing women in the crowd coming on stage to sing with Ike, Anna finally gets her chance to perform. And Ike is super impressed and he begins to mentor her and produce her music. Okay. Can you imagine a mom choosing to take one child and not the other? Like, no. No. Yeah, I don't like you enough to take you. No. Yeah, no, that's that's still your baby. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So what you got? What you got? Yeah. So it's said in the, like, in the movie that the reason why she took her sister and not her is because she was old enough to understand what was going on. Okay. But that's, no. <laughs> that's not a good enough excuse. No, you just didn't want to deal with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a young girl, Anna Mae, this is the real, real life Tina Turner, um, sang in the church choir at... Nutbushes Spring Hill Baptist Church. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, because it's the song. Nutbush yeah. City Limits. I'm not going to sing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you sing really good. I like your singing. Okay. Uh, when You're she was 11. Her... <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> when she was 11 what uh, when she was 11 her mother zelma actually did run off without warning seeking free freedom from her abusive relationship with floyd which is her dad or stepdad by reloco- relocating to st louis in 1950 she did not take any kids she just left oh she didn't take her sister or anybody she just left no she just left okay but now we see that there was abuse in the family. So yes, you see it. Repeat. You kind of repeat yeah. that pattern. Yeah, yeah. You have to break that cycle. Two years after her mother left the family, her father married another woman and moved to Detroit. Anna Mae and her sisters were sent to live with their maternal grandmother Georgina in Brownsville, okay, so Tennessee. They were with their dad for two years. Yes. Did the abuse continue? Probably. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Can you yeah. um, see you're a mom that doesn't want to put up with being abused, but you leave your kids there? Right. Eh, no, 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 right. no, no, no. Well, he wasn't beating the kid. probably wasn't beating the kids when she was there, but the minute that she left, he probably did. Yeah, he probably turned on them. Ugh. Yeah, because that's now horrible. he's pissed at them and they're an extension of her. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Tina stated in her autobiography, I, Tina, that she felt her parents did not love her and that she was not wanted. Oh. Because mom left, dad left, she went to go live with grandma. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, again, opens you up to when somebody comes along and says they love you you're you're gonna tolerate more because yep at least there's they're giving you there the affection that, that you think you want yeah. and you've seen it happen this way before so you think that's normal oh man they really yeah. set her up for heartbreak there yes 
Zelma had planned to leave Floyd, but stayed once she became pregnant, Turner recalled. She was a very young woman who didn't want another kid. Mm. So another reason why she felt unwanted. Yeah. So when Anna May was 16, her grandma passed away. So she went to live with her mother in St. Louis. She graduated from summer high school in 1958. After high school, Anna May worked as a nurse's aide at Barnes Jewish Hospital. Okay. And, like, in the movie, her mom makes comment of when Ike comes to, like, court her and he hands her mom, like, $200 or I can't remember exactly how much it was, but he handed her money. And she, before he handed her money, she's like, no, Anna Mae is going to be a nurse because she has to take care of this family. And he's, like, handing her money, like, I can make you even more money than that. Oh. Yeah. That's dirty. I didn't see anything that that actually happened in real life but that was just like cringe like so bad yeah 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 because you see exactly what he's trying to do even if he didn't really do that you see how manipulative yeah yeah and that like starts you off like realizing that like was not a good man no that he was just in it for himself Mm mm-hmm so Anna Mae and her sister began to frequent nightclubs in St. Louis and East St. Louis. She first saw Ike Turner perform with his band, the Kings of Rhythm, at the Manhattan Club in East St. Louis. Anna Mae was impressed by his talent, recalling that she almost went into a trance watching him play. She asked Turner to let her sing in his band, despite the fact that few women had ever sung with him. Turner said he'd call her, but never did. <laughs> So one night in 1957, she got a hold of the microphone from Kings of Rhythm drummer Eugene Washington during an intermission, and she sang the B.B. King blues ballad, You Know I Love You. Upon hearing her sing, Turner asked her if she knew more songs, and she sang the rest of the night and became a featured vocalist of his band. Oh, wow. So she so he was didn't like, have no, a bunch I... of women. No. Yeah, they weren't really coming up and no, singing. No, not at all. She... she took the opportunity she saw that opportunity was like i'm doing this because i'm gonna get what i want <laughs> which i her. love yes yeah i hate that it had to have been with him but yeah <laughs> but unfortunately yeah. i mean that's that's the path that life took her down like we wouldn't have right. the tina turner that we know and love had she not endured all of this right I, I don't wish it on anybody, but she was a goddess, so, you know. Yeah. We'll celebrate her path. How's that? During the, this period, he taught her the finer points of vocal control and performance, and Anime's first recording was in 1958 under the name Little Anne on the single Box Top. She is credited as a vocalist on the record alongside Ike and the fellow Kings of Rhythm singer Carlson Oliver. Okay. Little Anne. Aww. Little Anne. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the movie. As the first front woman of King's Rhythm, along with the formation of the backing girl group, later known as the Ikeheads, Anna develops a local popularity at the St. Louis club scene. The two record a hit song, A Fool in Love, and develop a romance. Ike's longtime girlfriend doesn't like the attention that Anna is getting from him, 
And one night while Anna is staying over, she pulls a gun on Anna and then goes into the bathroom and shirts herself. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Whoa. She did not die from the shot. So when Lorraine is in the hospital that night, Ike convinces Anna to sleep with him. Like, I need you. Oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> and beca- Anna becomes pregnant with a- their son and learns while in the hospital that her name has changed after she has the baby. She learned that her name has changed to Tina Turner after the radio station announces that Ike and Tina Turner following the playing of A Fool in Love. He didn't even he tell changed- her. He just oh my up and changed her name. <laughs> hey, listen, while you were having the baby, I completely altered your identity. You're okay with yeah. that, right? Like, you're yeah. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the couple drives to Tijuana to get married. And soon after, I can turn it. I can't say that. <laughs> ike and tina and soon after ike and tina turner revenue becomes a national sensation okay you don't know how good it is for me to hear you stuttering over words while you are editing my audiobooks and listening to me stutter over the same words time and again. So it makes me feel so good that I'm not Oh my gosh, that. I laugh when you like say those little things. Like you're like I did it again. <laughs> And then I like start laughing and then you'll, you said something like, I hope you're laughing at this because I know you are. Go ahead and laugh. It's really funny. (laughs) I love the commentary that you put into it. Yeah. Every now and then I just am just, she's got to be laughing at me because I've been stuttering over the same sentence for about five minutes and I can't get it out. Yeah. Stacy's putting a couple of your audiobooks together for Octavia. Yeah, um, all of my Octavia books, I'm recording them and doing the voice acting and everything in them to get them in audiobook. Yeah, and I love it. Like, I love listening to Octavia's story again and again. So I'm having so much fun editing it. And I can't wait for everybody else to hear them too. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm writing Octavia. I'm recording Octavia. Um, as far as my literary career right now, it's all Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> And I love her. I love I'm having her. a good time with it. So yeah. it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, as I'm reading, I find myself stammering over the same words. So it's nice to hear that it's not just me. That... It's not just you. It's me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can say it right this time. I believe in you. <laughs> the couple drives to Tijuana to get married. And soon after, Ike and Tina Turner review becomes a national sensation. Sensation and relocates to Los Angeles. Okay. So now they're starting to hit the big time. Yeah. Upon learning that Ike and Tina have moved to Los Angeles, Ike's former girlfriend, Lorraine, makes up an makes an unexpected visit to their home and drops off the sons before they like actually hit the road. And Blake was like, peace, you have them now. I'm leaving. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's mad that Tina and Ike are together. Yeah. That had to be hard for Tina to see somebody else, like, discard their kids because she had that done to her. 
So yeah. that had to be that had to be rough to Yeah. Do we know so, what kind of relationship real life, she had with the sons? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, that was the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that right now. And so in real life in nineteen sixty, Ike wrote A Fool in Love for singer Art Lassiter. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anime was to sing background with this vocalist, um, but Laster failed to show up for the recording. Since Ike had already paid for the studio time, Anime suggested that she sing the lead. So he decided to okay. use her to record a demo with every intention of taking her out and putting this other vocalist in. Okay. Um, but local St. Louis disc jockeys, Dave Dave Dixon convinced Ike to send the tape to Juggy Murphy, president of the R&B label Sue Records. Upon hearing the song, Murray was impressed with anime, later stating, Tina sounded like screaming dirt. It was funky. It was a funky sound. And Murray brought the track and paid $25,000 in advance for the recording and publishing rights. Wow. So that's that where was... he was like, no, she needs to stay. Yeah. Funky dirt. <laughs> I love that. Funky dirt. Mm-hmm. Funky dirt. All or right. screaming dirt, and it was a funky sound. There you go. Screaming <laughs> dirt. Yeah. Which is a terrifying visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Murray convinced Ike to make anime the star of the show. Ike responded by renaming her Tina because it rhymed with Sheena. However, family and friends still called her Anne. Okay. Um, he was inspired by Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, and Noka, the Jungle Girl, to create her stage name. Okay. All yeah. right. So he, like, kind of combined some stuff. I feel like he really was kind of resentful about her being the front man though because he always wanted to be absolutely he wanted the attention on him mm-hmm. ike added his last name and trademarked the name as a form of protection so that if anime left him like all his previous singers had he could replace her with another tina turner oh bitch there is no other tina turner <laughs> no absolutely <gasps> nice <not>. try <laughs> That kind of lightning only strikes once. Right. <laughs> like, you can't have somebody just replace. Yeah. Like, I'm... The... No. That's like some of the other bands that I really like. One is Three Days Grace. Like, Adam Gontier was the freaking face of that. Like, you... They replaced them, but it's not the same. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, Queen with Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert is very talented. And, you yeah. know, for nostalgia purposes, absolutely, their shows are great. But he will never be Freddie Mercury. He can never absolutely be Freddie not. Mercury. So, yeah. And he also states up front that there's no replacing Freddie. I'm not trying to. I'm just honoring him. Yeah. So, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So Anna Mae and Ike did not have sex the night that his live-in girlfriend, Lorraine, shot herself. Good, because that's gross. Yep. Yeah. The reality was that Anna Mae was pregnant in 1958, 
And Lorraine pulled a gun on her before shooting herself because she be- did believe that they were having an affair. But Anna May was pregnant with saxophonist Raymond Hill. So Ike and okay. her were just platonic friends until 1960. All right. So she was pregnant with somebody else's baby. Yes. Did she have From that baby? the Kings of Rhythm. Okay. Okay. Different King yeah. of Rhythm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Ike and Tina were platonic friends until 1960 when she slept in his bed because she was threatened by another musician to come into her room. Mm. So she was worried. Tina's first son, Craig, was actually with saxophonist Raymond Hill, and Ike later adopted Craig. And Tina and Ike have one biological son, Ronald Ronnie, um, born October 1960, three months after a fool in love dropped. Um, Ike was the one who when who went and picked up his kids from Lorraine because she said she was just going to leave them where they were. That's horrible. Ike and Tina got married in 1962 and Tina did adopt the other two kids. His two kids. Good. So there were four kids total. All right. All boys. That's a lot of testosterone in one house. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) A lot. Okay. So back to the movie. One day while at home, Tina voices her opinion that Ike's music all sounds the same. Oh, Which shit. leads to Ike beating the crap out of her in front of the four boys. Following a performance on a teen rock and roll show in 1966, Tina is offered a solo deal with Phil Spector for the song River Deep, Mountain High. Following the, re- the release of the song... The duo opened for the Rolling Stones in London and find success until or find success with the recordings of Proud Mary, which transforms the revenue from a national R&B phenomenon to an international sensation. Don't. You're going to get that stuck in my head. It's too late. It's already there. You're going to get off this and you're going to be like, damn it. (laughs) I'm saying damn it right now. (laughs) Now I just want to sing it. (laughs) Over time, crowds began clamoring more to Tina than Ike, which causes further tension as Ike discovers cocaine. During one recording session of the song Nutbush City Limits in 1973, an addicted Ike sexually assaults Tina for not singing the song properly framing her for the duo's issues and following their previous hits. Feeling hopeless, Tina attempts suicide by overdosing on a full bottle of sleeping pills before a show and rush to the hospital, where she recovers. Tina eventually visits a friend, former Iket, who convinces her to practice Buddhism. Buddhism? Buddhism. Bo- and the chant- Buddhism. <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> I read that wrong. <laughs> sorry (laughs) and the chant which leads tina to find a newfound strength then in 1976 while en route to the show in dallas a fed up tina begins to annoy ike and they get into a physical altercation in the limo on their way to the hotel 
Upon their arrival, Ike falls asleep and Tina flees, running across the freeway to the Ramana Inn, where she finds refuge. Tina later files for divorce and agrees to give up everything except for her stage name. Awesome. All right, so, so let's hear the real story. In real life. Yes. The scene where Tina was raped during the recording of Nutbush City Limits was exaggerated for what she stated in her book. Tina claimed that sometime after, sometimes after Ike would hit her, he then would have sex with her. Ugh. Like, asserting dominance. Like, no. No. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's a garbage human. Ugh. Yes. Ike maintained that he never raped her, and Nutbush City Limits was recorded at their Bollock Sound Recording Studio, not at the home as depicted in the film. And then the film depicts Tina's suicide attempt in 1974 when it actually occurred six years prior in 1968. Okay. So she really did. She really did try, try. to kill herself. Yeah. Ugh. That's horrible. That she got I mean, to that, that just point. speaks volumes of how much he and, like, how much pressure she must have been feeling from everything. Yeah. Ugh. What a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that she found the Buddhism. So that way it was able to give her strength to leave, to find her inner peace, to be the woman that she became. Yeah. And she she practiced her entire life, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good yeah. for her. Yep. So in the movie, in 1980, Tina begins rebuilding her career at the cabaret circuit and invites a young named Roger uh, Davies but, to see before, her. Before we go on, the the thing in the, the limo and then running across the freeway to the other hotel, like that all was accurate, correct? I don't know. I did not find that. I, I believe it is. I believe that that's what the that's how that actually went down. Like, I think I've read that somewhere that she really did. And she walked in and said, I, I can't pay you. I'm Tina Turner, but give me a room for the night and I will compensate you. Yeah, I feel really bad because I did not finish the document. The documentary. <laughs> like, I have maybe 20 minutes left of it. And so that's probably where that was. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel okay. really bad. <laughs> That's okay. But I, I do believe yeah. that, that that story is, is true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I mean, <laughs> if you are really trying to get away from somebody, yeah, you find mm -hmm. refuge anywhere that you can. And her yeah. being a big name, they knew she was good for the money eventually. So Yeah. And they recognized her. Her face was recognizable. Yeah. She was like... And comes in there beat to hell. She's like, I'm I'm done. If you can just give me a room for the night. Yeah. And luckily they were kind yeah. to her and, and said. Because it, it there's two kinds of people in the world. You're either going to find the people that are like, yep, we got you. Come on in. Or you're going to find yep. people that are like, no, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Right. And yes, thankfully they took her in. Yeah. Yeah. So Roger Davies came to see her perform so he could manage her and help her realize her dreams as a rock star. Inspired that she could still perform, Davies agrees to manage her. The president of Ike Turner threatens to derail her chances, 
Turning to her Buddhist faith, she prepares for a show at the Ritz Theater in the 1983, where Ike confronts her at her dressing room with a gun. Um, Tina verbally silences him and leaves him in the dressing room. She dazzles the audience in the Ritz with what's love got to do with it, while she eventually realizes her dream of being a rock star. So that incident didn't happen. That was fabricated. Okay. But Tina was afraid of him, and she carried a pistol. But he did not threaten her with a gun, but she said that Ike had made threats to hire a hitman. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. It gets horrible. Yeah. It's as if she wasn't living in fear enough already. Right. Yeah. That's horrible. Like, let me go ahead and... But that's the abuser. They don't want to look like... They want to play the victim. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Why do you make me do this? Why do you make... I don't like hurting you. Why do you make me do this? That's... Yep. Yeah. They play the victim. You're the one who instigated it. And then once it's... You leave, then they still have to maintain that image. So they have to control it any way that they possibly can. Mm Mm-hmm horrific absolutely horrific Mm -hmm. so i mean that's tina turner's life in a nutshell like there's so much more oh yeah absolutely did you see anything about her relationship with her sons i did not all i know is that her son craig died before she passed away oh that's sad yeah by like six years i want to say because i know watching watching the abuse Either they would have their moms back completely or yeah. they would repeat the pattern in their own lives. So right. I wonder. Yeah, I didn't look up too much about the sons. I wanted to stay mostly on Tina. But like I said, I did yeah. see that her son Craig passed away a few years prior to her passing away. Oh. Yeah. Like Tina was sick. She had some kidney issues and like needed a kidney transplant and then found out like she had cancer like it was not good at the end oh so there was a lot of pain that went on in the end there yeah well i know the they post i saw somewhere like the last picture she posted where it was like her smiling at the camera but you know kind of back a little ways and you could tell that like she was just skin and bone by that point yeah well that's it was not good no so we remember her as the queen that she is exactly and we hope that her pain was at least managed at the end as well as they could but she lived a long life and she did she was amazing she overcame the odds of somebody abusing her and made sure that it wasn't going to happen again yep and she became a legend i mean she's a fucking legend she's in the rock hall of fame good for her hell yeah she is i gotta tell you you know i i I promote my peloton as much as often as i possibly can but when i'm doing a ride even if we're in the saddle if a tina turner song comes on i will be out of the saddle while tina is on because you cannot just sit and pedal when tina turner is on you have to be up you got to be all in because it's tina turner yeah yeah she also was living in Switzerland for a long time. Really? Yeah, that's where she passed away at. 
was in her home I, in Switzerland. I wonder why. Maybe she felt safer there. Is Ike still alive? No. No, he died a while ago. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Burn in hell. <laughs> oh, God. He died in 2007. Okay. So he, he's been gone a minute. Yeah. Wow. Now you all need to go and watch what love what's love got to do with it because it's and actually Angela really good. Bassett and in that movie. I was movie. just gonna say, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> yes, she did. She and then what's his name? I can't even think of his name. Who played Ike Turner? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne from the Matrix. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, you hated like, him. I, yeah. It really was hard watching him as Ike because I was like, he's so good though. <laughs> He's such a good actor. Stop yeah. being so mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing movie. And uh mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't watched it with my kids yet, but I definitely I need to because it's a great movie. And Angela Bassett, holy shit, she was amazing in that role. She took on Tina's spirit. Like she just did it. It was amazing. She did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love her so much. Yeah. How can you not? How can you not? She's a goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, totally going to go off in a, a different direction here. But speaking of watching things, the new Peacock show based on a true story. Um, it's got Katie Kuick. I'm, I'm probably saying her name wrong, but she was Penny on the Big Bang, Bang Theory. She was the okay. lead in the flight attendant. That movie. That this, show was good. This one is fantastic. It's it's about murder podcasts right off the bat with a real serial killer like <laughs> in, in the mix. What is it called? Uh, it's called Based on a True Story. It okay. is it is campy, it is gory, it is suspenseful, it is funny. Y'all check it out. We we started watching it and it's one of those things that my kids want to watch it with me. So I'm I'm making myself not just binge it all at once but i really really want to because it's so good yeah did they ever come out with a second flight attendant because i really like that yeah there's a season two. Oh, i need to go and watch that <laughs> yeah there's a season two awesome yeah so check that out for sure yes all right, I think that's all we got for today, and I need to figure I out what so. my topic is going to be. I I have I some do. ideas because I've fallen down a true crime um, rabbit hole, so it's going to be something true crime yeah. related. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> but I love it. I really Thank do. You. I I have some ideas. I have some ideas in mind. I just got to pick which one I want to okay. do. All Let's right. Do them all. Um, it's <laughs> one at a time. One at a time. I know. Uh, the we did not in our last podcast give the links to our tip jar if you enjoy the show and you want to give us a little bit of support uh, we would appreciate it we appreciate you and if you don't if you don't want to give a little support you just want to listen that's okay too but um, do you have the links handy if they want to contribute to the tip jar it's mimesis m-i-m-e-s-i-s dot captivate dot fm slash support there you go buy us a cup of coffee help out in any way you can (laughs) 
All right. I think that's all we have for this time. I think so. Until next time. Bye. Bye.